Hi, welcome to uh, the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello there. And the shaven monkey with a head like a fucking orange, that is Carl Pilkington. Right. Well, um, this is a, a, a special edition, a free, a giveaway podcast, um, uh, that the people who uh, came to see my show Fame in London got, put on their seat, gratis, thanks for coming, well, unless you didn't even come and still got this free, unless someone went and said, I don't want it, he was rubbish, and gave it to you, you're listening to it, for free. or you've sort of downloaded it illegally, it was free anyway, oh, forget it, um, we've been away for a while, now we're back together, the old team, the old team back together, in a little room in central London, Carl, what, looking back on the year, what's happened? I remember last year the most memorable thing that happened was you saw a grub eating a biscuit. So, uh. That was a highlight. I, uh, <laughs> I made it into his diary. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's the big thing of this year? What's the big thing so far of 2007 that, as, if I say 2007, you'll go, oh yeah, that was the year that. Uh. You know, in ten years' in time. Years to come, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, remember 2007? You go, of course I do. It was the year that. I haven't really been following what's going on because of other, other like, personal Well, yeah, issues. what's the big, okay, what's the it's big my thing? my boiler, my boiler's playing up still. I'm sick of it. Your what? My boiler. Your boiler? The boiler that eats the water up and stuff. So it doesn't. You know what I do in that situation? I'd instantly get a repairman out to sort Done it out. that. Done that twice. It was 80 quid for him just to say, yeah, it looks like you need a new one. Why don't you get and a new one call then? Out. Because you, then you wondered, are you meant to believe him or is he out to sort of well he's the expert yeah but is he it's well, like you need to get a second opinion aren't you like so that was the first time then so what was the second time who came out the second time same fella and what did he say well, I thought you were going to get a second opinion I yeah know, and I also called up the company and, and they just sent him again because it well call a different what company was the, what was, it, no, what was no. his second opinion <laughs> 80 quid <laughs> I undercharged you it's 150 no because they so they must look in the book and sort of go oh you know Harry Harry went round there or whatever and uh and they must think, well, he went there last time, so he knows the situation. Yeah. And got the same fella again. Well, so look, well and got the same opinion, same, I assume. Same answer, yeah. Well, so, so okay, so it's tw- two, so twice you've got called someone out, they said you need a new boiler. He had the overalls on, holding a monkey wrench again, he came in a van. Yeah. He charged you. He's the professional. Why haven't you got a new boiler? Because then he went to say, he went on to say that, you know, it's a dangerous setup I've got. Uh, it shouldn't be set up the way it is. It's dangerous. <laughs> Something about gas leaking out of it. Uh, he said, "You don't, you don't sleep close to this, do you?" <laughs> and it's like, "Well, the bedroom's there. It's not a big flight. You've seen it, Steve. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> every, everything's en suite, isn't it? So, so like, so, so he, he went on to say, so, "Everything's en suite." <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so he's, he's just sort of said, "Look, you know, he, he doesn't want to touch it." He said, you need to get someone in who can sort this out for you, but... What, and it took him two visits, 160 quid to figure that out? Yeah. This is what they do, isn't it? Yeah. So, so what's his advice? Um, he just said, you know, there, there are people out there who will touch it if you pay the right money. Well, okay, so you're going to get an expert in who does this thing and sorts it out, so... Well, no, I, I called up my dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He always knows He's someone who can sort, sort stuff out. And he said, uh, oh, one of your cousins is a, is a boiler man. And, uh... Yeah, they're, they're coming round, but I've never met them. And it turns out that that person, because like the whole family, you know, I'm, I'm not into sort of keeping in touch with people. Sure. I haven't spoke to my brother for like, I don't know, 12 years and <laughs> sister about 15 years and that. So 
the idea of this cousin who have I, I, I mean I, he might as well not have said he's my cousin because I'm not going to know him anyway I mean it might have, that last fella Harry might as well have been related <laughs> so, so they're going to turn up and now it turns out that because they haven't seen the rest of the family they're going to like use this as a reunion Oh, what, so, so they're all, all going to come round whilst they're all coming round whilst he fixes the boiler yeah and I ate it I ate, I ate family things anyway so they're going to come round and just look at you well yeah apart from the one who's fixing it he, he'll be fixing it and the others will just be sat around sort of going so how have you been and it's like well where do you start <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen I, I mean, seriously I mean they are strangers <laughs> when they buzz I'd, I could be letting anyone in <laughs> <laughs> Buzz the door, and so, so you're going to entertain <laughs> them all in your in your flat. Well, I, I said to me dad that I might just say that I've <sighs> got to go to a meeting, let them in, and then shoot off. I love that. So now they're strangers that you're letting in your flat, and you're not even being yeah. there. That's that's the best thing. That's that's the security. Now, Carl says he remember this year for his boiler um, being a bit of a pain, but now everyone knows over the past sort of like few years, my big pet project it hasn't been my own career it's been get Carl famous yeah. I want people to recognise him in the street come up to him and say you bald headed mank twat make his luck I, I well, want let me tell you now Rick I've been out and about and a lot of people have said to me they've come up to me and said it has Carl Pilkinson got a head like a fucking orange well, I've and I've been, had to instantly confirm the answer to be yes well I'm in uh, America quite a bit and it doesn't matter when I'm talking to David Bowie The Simpsons all these people, people on 24, all these people who have got these amazing careers and lives say, is Carl Pilkington really like that? I say, yes, he's, he's not two short planks, he's three or four fucking short thick fucking plank. planks. Thick but short, short but yeah, thick planks. fucking lumps of thickness. But he's had a call. He had a call recently from a film company asking him if he's got any ideas for movies. Now, how desperate... How, in what dire straits must the British film industry be that they're going, well, they're turning to cover, yeah. yeah, we need Carl Pilkerton. We have hit rock bottom. And he went along for an interview. So what, and you went in and you... I went, I went along and, um, had a meeting, uh, in a cafe. And, uh, they just said, right, you know, got any ideas? And, uh, sort of said, you know, what, what are you thinking? What sort of thing are you after? Are you after action? Thriller? Whatever. Because you can provide any of it. I love that that he's playing it cool, like yeah, you've yeah. come to the right person. <laughs> yeah, 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 My yeah. time's precious, what do you need? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Carl Pilkerton, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they they call me the movie doctor, what do you need, <laughs> Papa? So, thought of this idea sort of on the spot. Good. That I whiz by him. Um, no, but sometimes that's how good ideas come up, don't yeah. they? Just, just so, so a lot of yours have come up, yeah. No, but when if you just randomly. talk, I find that your mouth comes out with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Right, there's another right, quote. Right. There's another quote. That, <laughs> if you talk, that, your mouth comes out with that, that. That that to me is stands along with what were those things in Gremlins called? Does your brain rule you or do you rule your brain? No, but what uh, I mean, you, if you sit there and try and use your brain to do it, right, it doesn't work the same. Just just keep talking. Just keep your, keep your mouth talking, and eventually it will come out with something pretty good. That is exactly what Plato said. So, uh, so, so anyway. Aristotle, he said, sit down, I've got an idea for you. Uh, Aristotle said, play it hard, what you go, right, just keep talking and eventually your brain will come out with stuff. So what I thought, I just started off by saying like actors' names and that, who I thought should be in it, because then that's giving, giving more, it's building. Right, okay, so who's did you say? So I said, right, I'm seeing, uh, Clive Warren. Who the fuck's Clive Warren? Who's Clive Warren? The one who was in Closer. Clive Owen. Clive Owen. 
Right. All right. Did they look at you like you're a fucking idiot? Well, I... <laughs> so they they all started trying to figure out who's this Clive Warren we've not heard about. Wait, uh, he, he must be amazing. Yeah, He's Clive Warren. Get me Clive Warren <laughs> on the phone. Who's Get Clive me Clive Warren. And I said uh, Rebecca De Mornay. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where did that come she from? She hasn't been in a uh, film for fifteen years. Is she? Clive Warren and Rebecca De Mornay. <laughs> I love this. You bit. Get up. They thought he was a genius. They thought he was an absolute nigger. Like we've never thought of putting Clive Warren with direct Rebecca De Mornay. But hang on a minute. You could have. You could have oh any God. film star. This is your fantasy <laughs> casting, yeah. and you choose a bloke that doesn't exist and a woman who hasn't been on TV or in a film for ten years. Oh God! Why didn't oh. you choose a like you know a, someone a, a who existed or someone who's a oh big star? Oh God! So anyway, so they're going, yeah, and what happens is, they're going out, and uh, together and that. Yeah, Clive Warren and Rebecca yeah. Morning. I said, it's one of them where it starts off, and the people, you know, you, you're seeing into their lives from, yeah. like, the morning, yeah. so it's like a nice sunny day, Yeah, radio's on, um, you know, they're going about the day, they're having the breakfast, they're saying, oh, what are we doing tonight, they're planning a big do that night and stuff, and you're thinking, oh, they've got a nice life. Mm. She she's like love you and all that yeah. He walks out the house, gets hit by a bus. Oh, so Clive Warren's dead, dead right? Yeah. Now, what happens is she's devastated, Rebecca. I don't know if Clive Warren would take that part because he, he ain't got much to do. Has no, he? I don't. If I if I if I know Clive Warren, and I think you do, I think I do. Um, he's gonna say now. Hold on though, there's more, isn't there? I've I've. Have you jumped the gun there, Rick? Go on, mate. What? Tarek, carry on. So he is it by a bus? So he's so dead. So he's it by a bus and that. The titles come up. Oh, it's got yeah. you, right? She's Starring devastated. She's, Clive she's fed up. She's devastated and that. Um, doctor says Clive's dead. Um, and that who's playing the doctor? Jack Nicholson house. Um, sort of. Uh, what's that fella who was in Independence Day? Um, Will Smith. <laughs> no, the 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 old the old black fella. Um, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yep. Get him in. He's a doctor. Men, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, your husband's dead. Right. She's like, oh, God. What happens then is, he says, but listen, what we can do now, we can take the brain out. Right. Right. And, and, and a fact that I'd read that day before the meeting, this isn't in the film now, this is me. Right, but right. lucky, yeah. Luckily I read a fact. thing about how the brain can, it can run on half of it. Yeah. You've actually got a full brain. Yeah. yeah. You can Some run it on half. half. You can yeah. run it on half. Right. Yeah. So this is this was in my mind still. So mm. I thought I'll get that in. Well, half your mind, yeah. So I said, what happens is Morgan Freeman says, been working on this. You can run. You can run your life on half a brain. Right. She's sort of a bit like, what are you tell me this for now? My husband's just died like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, but if we're going to do this, we've got to act quick. She's like, do what? He said, I'll tell you. He says, we can. Whilst his brain's not fully dead, because it, it stays awake for a bit when you Oh, he's, he's not dead then, fine. No, no, but Wait, he is. he comes alive. What he do you is, mean? <laughs> he is, but they found out that right. it stays awake a little bit. No, 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 no. So, no, he's gone. No, no, no. hit by a bus. Yeah, no, he's dead. dead. If the brain's dead, you are dead. Clive Warren's dead. And if, if, no, if the brain's not dead, you're not dead. No, but it's like people in a coma. They're dead, aren't they? But no, the brain no, isn't no, dead. no, no, they're in a coma. No, they're, they're in a coma. No, they come out of a coma. All right, then he's in a coma. He's been hit by the bus, but the chances are he's not going to come out of that coma, but his brain is still awake. Right, okay. So, change that. That's easily done. Uh, hold on, though. I, I like this fact that he's in a coma, so they're going, look, he's definitely going to die in this coma. Take the brain out now. Pop the brain out. But why is that such a weird thing when that's what they do now? That's what they do now. What is? 
That's what they do. What? They do that. What? What? what, 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 what a brain transplant. No, but when, like, how, how I've signed that donor card, yeah. like, if anything happens to me- No, 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 there's the no lot. such thing as a brain donor. Oh, we've explained to you before. Yeah, but they're working on it. They've said something about Einstein. They, they, they messed about with his brain for ages, trying to work out if it was full of stuff. That's what they're doing. They're working on that. There's loads of things that doctors are doing that we don't know about. I've seen some weird stuff on the internet. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah. I saw a programme on Channel 5 where a monkey brain was still alive and it was stuck on a stick. <laughs> And they, they you were watching it. the magic roundabout. They poked it and it reacted. Right. So it's still alive. It's being kept alive. And it's only a matter of time. What's what's the brain linked up to? The as long as you cord. can link it up to the eyes and somehow so it can tell the arms and legs what to do, you're laughing. I love that. As, imagine a, a team full of doctors going, well, we're going to try and do a brain Carl, right. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be quick because I've got to get back. Uh, my cousin's fixing my boiler. Um, as long as you can link this up to the eyes and tell the arms and legs what to do, we're laughing. <laughs> Cheers, Carl. See you later. Then what happens is they say, "Do you want half of his brain in your head?" She's, his brain she in said, her head. "She says definitely not. I'm having you struck off." She starts screaming. She calls the police. He gets arrested. Yeah, but you'd have said that years ago when people can have like someone else's arm put on their body and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but he's only in a coma. Yeah. No, but he's not going to come out of that co coma. Right. So, so it's like this or nothing. It's right. like, look, you know what? What we're going to do here? We can either turn the switch off, yeah. or we can put his head in your head. But why would but you? So, why so what he does? So what they do then? They're going to take half his brain, half of his brain, take out half of hers. Pop it in place. Why would she do that? Because she loves him. But hold on. Well, no, no, wait, 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 wait. What would she then be? Because this is what I'm trying to tell okay, you. Okay, okay, sorry. What happens is, he, he explains all this to her. I mean, this would probably cover about 20 minutes in the film, but I'm just rushing sorry, it. I just switched it off, now. but yeah. No, you wouldn't. This, this bit would have you. Mm. So what- Well, what I'd have actually left when I- I wouldn't even gone in to see a film starring uh, Clive Warren and Rebecca de Mornay. <laughs> unless- <laughs> unless it was 1985. <laughs> so- so the thing is- She's the same as you. She says the same thing. She goes, why would I do that, Doctor? Mm. And uh, he goes, well, what will happen is, he's gone, but you'll you'll have his thoughts. So in the morning when you say, oh, I don't know what to have, well, they have cornflakes, his bit of the brain will sort of say- Have a wheat a bit. Have shredded wheat or yeah. whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, good idea. Sorry, sorry, so the point of this film is that the dead man can remind her what <laughs> breakfast cereal she likes. Yeah. So the thought- What do you mean yes? So that's it, is it? No, 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 that's not the only wait, thing. Wait, oh wait, I mean, this is only act that's, one. That's just the first bit, everything's going well, she so, has it done. So what is, what, who is she? Is she herself? She's Rebecca Nimone. Yeah. But, but now with and again, with, with, with him chipping in with a bit of voiceover. So, so the idea is it's all going well at the beginning, she's- So she can't decide what so, so to wear, she's got, he, he So she's had half of her brain taken out and put in a bin, yeah. okay, and, and Clive Warren's, uh, half has been put in there. So now she's walking round, okay. So yeah. she's like a, she's schizophrenic. Or, um, oh no, no, well, it's okay, no, it's okay though, because the bit they put in of Clive Warren's brain is actually, it remembers doing a coma. So there's nothing happening anyway, don't worry about it. No, no, so no. all she's got is half a brain. No, like I say, the brain is alive, so it's all going well when she leaves hospital. Yeah. And she gets the first taste of it, and it's a bit weird to get hold of, because she's, she's sort of, uh, I think when she signs herself out, he's sort of fighting, writing his name and stuff, so there's a few sort of technical things that, yeah. that she has to get used to. And does he, does Clive's brain what know does he that think? he's now inside her brain? Um. Does that matter? Well, I would say it matters, because- yes. Otherwise- Yes, it, it does matter, Carl. What's- what's- what's he thinking? 
can, I mean, what's what, the I mean, point of this? Why has she gone along with this? Because she really loves him. But what, but what's in it for him? What does she think? Well, say if I died, yeah. and Suzanne said, go on, I'll have half of Carl's, right? She would wake up in the morning to a thought of me sort of going, oh, you never guess what I've just thought about or whatever. I'd still be there. But, but she it's wouldn't ever do that. It? The rest of, the, the, the rest of your body is sort of waste, isn't it? But like the rest it. of your body's sort of waste. No, it is, kind of. If when, when someone dies, it's yeah. not that person anymore, is it? They're still there physically. Yeah. But you go, you can't have a chat with them. So if you could have someone's brain in your head when they're dead, you'd have it, wouldn't you? What are you talking about? Why would I have someone's brain in my head when they're dead? Well, what I've got a perfectly good brain. Yeah. So, but, but like I said, you're running on half. So I've- Who's running on half? So you're telling me you wouldn't have it done then? <laughs> uh, uh, of course I fucking wouldn't. I, I can also categorically state I wouldn't know. Yeah, but you're saying that now, but once you're in that position that someone who, you know, you're loving that dies, if the doctor said, do you want it? No! And, and I go, no! It's madness! I don't think you- It's wait. madness! Alright, alright, alright. Let me just ask this as a question, even if we accept this as a possibility. Does- if- if Clive Warren doesn't know <laughs> that he's in Rebecca's brain, their love and the conversations they used to have and what would- the connection between them is gonna be absent because she's gonna be talking to him and he's just gonna be going, I don't know, shredded wheat. It's all thought. She doesn't have to so talk. So they're not talking to one another. Well they are, but not out loud. She's not walking down the corridor going, what do you think, Clive? And, right. And he's saying shredded wheat. It's just- it's happening. Right. But so how is this dramatically so shown so on screen? Do we hear those So voices? now they've yeah, got- you hear the voices. You hear the voices. You hear the voices. So tell so me anyway. a bit. Tell me a typical bit of dialogue. Um, well, we've done the breakfast scene. <laughs> yeah, that, that okay, was dynamite. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking Oscar winning. Yeah, let's do. Can we do lunch? Um, there may be like at the funeral because even though the brain's still alive, they still have the funeral, and you can have like a funny bit where they stood around the grave, and like there's some relation there who he doesn't like. And she can start laughing, and the family are looking at her going, why is she laughing? Yeah. And she's sort of laughing, and he's saying something a bit rude, going, look at her head. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like Stuff on the orange. family. Yeah. <laughs> Little cameo for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, mm. so you have all that, and people are sort of liking the film, thinking, oh, it's quite funny, this. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. then you hit them hard. <laughs> the eight people that have gone to see it. <laughs> yeah. Re Rebecca Demore and her family. <laughs> yeah. Clive Warren's three mates. Alright, Clive, I didn't know you were a film star. <laughs> no, no, I was in a garage yesterday. Yeah, I was fixing boilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this is where you get them. It's the most, oh, it's the most ludicrous idea for film I've ever heard. Alright, alright. It's, right, it's the maddest. It's, it, honestly, it really is the ramblings of a I mental case. Say, though, right, I have to say, though, I am hooked now. I want to know what's going to happen next in the story. Oh, Christ. Remember, I was making all this up. <laughs> it's not based on a true story then. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, imagine if he said that in a meeting. Remember, I'm making all this up and they go, yeah. all right. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought, I thought, oh. oh. So the meeting's still going on. They haven't left at this point. No, no, they, they were sort of going, all oh, right, yeah. But what annoying- Check right. please. Check the, please. The, that's the annoying thing. It was like, I just wondered whether this is what they do just so they can have a cake every day at four o'clock because <laughs> it was odd. I can't imagine Spielberg sort of nipping down to Costa Coffee to <laughs> discuss E.T. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I said, so oh I said, God. right, so this is where you get them, you've got everyone laughing and that's mm. what it's all about with a film, isn't it? It's emotions, yeah. messing with people's emotions and that. Yeah, yeah. So they liked that, they were like, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. That's and there you go new, again, that's new outlook to filmmaking. That's mm -hmm. me, that's me mouth coming out with stuff that even I didn't know I knew. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, so then I said, um, I said, right, then what happens is, she hears the voice go, Leslie, where are you? Something. Right. 
Her name's not Leslie. No. No. So she's thinking, who's Leslie? Yeah. So in her mind, she's going, who's Leslie? <laughs> he's going, oh. He, so he's, he's thought, hang on, I've let something slip I've here. let something slip, so she's going, answer me. Oh. He goes quiet on her. Oh. So. He's, so, he was having an affair. This is, this is the thing. So she's trying to hunt down. Leslie. Leslie. And he's got to stop her thinking it. Then what happens is, I mean, you know. Where are your backs? So he's got to hunt down Leslie. So he's got, she's got to hunt down mm, Leslie. Right. And um, that that can fill about half an hour again. I'm not I love the sure. fact that you're doing it how far you've got through the film. <laughs> yeah, you've I got like, to yeah. fill up tw two hours, right? Do right. One more idea. We call it half hour. That's the end <laughs> of the film. See you later, starring Clive Warren. So so nice to see Rebecca De Mornay again, wasn't it? Yeah. So Leslie, uh, so Leslie has got to be sought out. It's a woman, is it? Another Leslie, or it's is it another a woman? Right. But what happens is, I mean, without ruining the end for everyone. What would sort of happen is? <laughs> oh yeah, because you don't want to ruin it for us. Because this will yeah. be this will be filling the multiplexes in no yeah, time. This film's oh, definitely going to oh, be made. This is definitely going to get made. But yeah. seriously, isn't any pick pick a massive Hollywood film and look at it on paper and go, that's a Barmy idea. Casablanca. I haven't seen it. Okay. So what I'm saying is, what that's why they called on him as a movie yeah. expert. This is this is a different sort of love triangle. They've all got their own brains yeah. and legs and stuff, walking around interacting normally. But, but that's just it. It's 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 the power of love, isn't it? In a way. Yeah. But sorry, I, I mean, I don't want to see. No, it's the greatest love story ever told, set in a head. But listen, let's I just get to hang the on end. a sec, though, Carl. I don't. Yeah, you've got to tell us the end. I don't think you can let people no, come listening. On. Come on, what's the end? Waiting for the film. Just let your mouth talk. Right. So what I said was, I said maybe because I wasn't sure about this end bit. I thought they, they might think it's daft or whatever. You're putting so yourself said, down. I, I imagine it's. Dynamite gone. I said maybe you could have something like this, and uh, they were there, sort of going, "Oh yeah, what's it going to be?" What's it going to be? Yeah, well, he's come up with some great stuff at the moment. What happens is, his brain mm. is more powerful than hers. Right? How he, is now? What? How is there power? I don't. Why is there no power involved? It's got a stronger will. What I mean is, the brain, mm. her brain was running the rest of her body. Mm. Now he's his taking brain, over. His brain's just sat there, isn't it, thinking stuff. Right. Brilliant. So that's that gets more powerful mm. and overrules her body. Okay. Yeah. She then fancies Leslie. So, so it's a lesbian. Hold on, film. this is building up to a lesbian <laughs> love so what the well, It's what? trendy, isn't it, that? So just have a bit of that at the end. And that that is the worst idea I have ever heard for any piece of art. I mean, it's the wor it would be the worst. It would be the worst TV show, worst book, wor worst everything. It's the worst idea. It's not the worst idea because as long as a film, as long as a film makes you think, but this doesn't make job. us think about anything. I'm thinking, who the fuck's Clive Warren? <laughs> so hold on. So he overpowers her, so she is now a lesbian. What's Leslie getting out of this? Why does Leslie think? Hold on. Why is why is my because dead lover's wife coming on to me? Because this is what I'm saying to you. He's relationships it's the love of two brains right okay again can that's anyone out there can line. we make that into it that's a quote the relationships is a love of two brains <laughs> well, it's now he's got something there he's got something yeah. there but my point is this why is leslie suddenly turned lesbian because she loves the brain but is she does she know this is clive warren um well maybe maybe now and again rebecca or Clive says something. Rebecca will say something now and again, like, "Oh, I like me minge. <laughs> I like me, you know, me food done like this or whatever." And and it's all about say say cooked. if like I like my food cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Wait, wait, Clive Warren on this cruise cruise. Yeah, I'm, I'm in two minds about this bacon. Yeah. What, what I'm I mean turn into a lesbian. People- Shredded wheat. People like what they like. And it's Ooh. the same way, like I've said to you before, with someone who's been going out with a woman, and then is found out that she's got a twin sister, and they divorce that first twin and go out with the other twin. It's all the same. You're after the same thing, aren't you? Yes, but that- When a cat dies, you buy another one. It's the same thing. You want that same. Yeah, but love you don't necessarily something. switch your sexual orientation. In the case of your twin scenario, they both look the same. Yeah. Has there, has there ever been one where um, it's a uh, twin boy and girl? Yeah, well, I was going out with her, but I mean, he looks a bit like her. Yeah. I loved boobs. Now I like cock. <laughs> well, this is your problem. You don't know anything. And this theory about if your mouth talks enough, the brain will kick in soon. It hasn't. Rick, you may be interested to know mm. that Carl Pilkington. Basically, thanks to the efforts of your good self mm. in making him into a household name, mm. has got a book deal, and there's a book that will be coming out later in the year called "Happy Slapped by a Jellyfish" mm. by Carl Pilkington. What's that about, Carl? What's the uh, What's the angle? Is it a novel? Well, again, I just was letting my mouth sort of think and what have you, just churning stuff out, and I was thinking about holidays that I've been on because they always say write about what you know and stuff. Mm. So I thought, well, I've been on a few holidays. Mm. Um, write about them. I actually thought about it when I was on holiday. Is it a real? Is it like a a travel book? Then it's your experiences. It's just like uh, like a rough guide. And have you have you done it? Have you done? It? Have you finished the the? Yeah, I've just got to do some pictures and that and colour them in, and then it's done. When's that out? October. Yeah. So you say it's a travel book, um, and yet I've I've managed to get hold of a few pages, um, yeah. and this chapter is titled Australia. So You've never I mean, been to Australia? No, no. But, well, it's but not, it's how not, is it a travel guide? No, it's not, it's not like wish you were here type thing. It's, it's just saying, if you're going away, think about it. Right. It's just asking people to sort of think about it. But why they just let their mouth do the thinking? Why no, they? but just, just have a read of, of like my thoughts and you okay, have the same so you, don't, you don't know anything about Australia because you've never been? No, but, but exactly. So I'm saying, I've never been. This is why I've never been. Is this why you've never been? Well, that, that, that makes no sense at all. It makes no sense at all. It's a pointless book. It's not a pointless book. Well, let me, let's Sorry, wh whereas you thought it was going to be what? <laughs> <laughs> right, can we read a bit of it then? <clears throat> so this is the chapter entitled Australia. Box jellyfish, crocodiles, snakes, blue ring octopus, red black spiders, funnel web spiders, great white sharks. Just some of the reasons that put me off going to Australia. <laughs> Every creature is bigger and angrier than anywhere else on the world. <laughs> I put it down to two things. One, it could either be because spiders and snakes and the like normally hide under rocks. The earth is one big rock. Australia's at the bottom of the big rock and they're trying to hide under it. Carl, <laughs> you are a maniac. It's You're just thinking about it. Thinking about where spiders go and that. And that works, doesn't it? No! Why doesn't that work like Because there's rock? no real upside down and bottom of the earth, is it? It's all relative to what? It's relative to what? A map that you well, saw. Well, it's a coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, right, okay, read on. I've heard that a lot of people go camping in Australia, which I think's mental. If I was to fly all that way, I'd want a decent bed. Mm. Plus, I wouldn't be camping in a place where there are killer spiders wandering around. I agree. I've only been camping a few times, and each time I was glad when it was over. The last time was last year in Lyme Regis. Yeah. When did you go camping in Lyme Regis? Last year. It's alright, Lyme Regis. But it was, it was all a bit of a nightmare, because I was going with my mate... And uh, he said he knew someone 
who knew knew someone who had a bit of land in the garden. Mm. Um, had a bit of land in the garden. What's the point, though? In it, you know, you can't. What's the point of camping in someone's garden where there's a sort of like a spa down the road and like a pub? no? Because you're by the sea, aren't you? It's getting away from it all. Seeing the world. It's not if you're in someone's front garden. No back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, so, there's even less to see except three fences. No, but it's private, isn't it? So the thing is, he, he said, "Oh, it's a great garden. Uh, the, the owners are away, mm. and there's a toilet, an outside toilet that they have Getting for like when they have parties yeah. and stuff." Mm. So we get there, and this lad who knew about this bit of land, someone's back garden. Well, yeah, uh, said, "Oh, you can't use it. They haven't gone on holiday." <laughs> so now you're stuck in the middle of a quite a big civilised conurbation called Lyme Regis. Well, how are you going to survive? <laughs> well, we ended up just sort of kipping on the beach. But, mm. uh, Did he pitch your tent on the beach? Put the tent on the beach. We found a bit of... See, we, we found somewhere where there was a load of rubbish. So we oh, thought... Nice. That's the place to go, no, yeah. No, the municipal that, tip. What was it? Was it was it chemical waste or just like, you know... No, just, um, coke was it just syringes and... Oh, and uh, but, but listen, though, you've got to think sure. about that. Rusty, so it wasn't rusty. If there's rubbish there, it means it was a good place to camp. Why? Why? Because other people have camped there. Right. So that's how you've got to look at it. It's like, it's a way, that's like a little tip of... I would love this to be a real guide. So, so you um, could have slept in thing, a public lavatory. Yeah, yeah. This one's nice. What is covered in shit? <laughs> Means other people have had a shit here. <laughs> Welcome to our five-star hotel. You'll notice vomit over all the fucking walls. So that means people have had a good time here. They got right pissed <laughs> up and threw their lungs up. <laughs> so that's, that's where we put down the tent. We, uh, put down the tent there. And then Some what was annoying is he puts down the tent. <laughs> we uh, we what's the name? We uh, it was already up. It, it was carried already up. They carried it all the way, all the way there. And they went, let's pack it down. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing was, as soon as we set up, some other people turned up. Oh, that's all the rubbish tip. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday makers. They uh, that was probably in the guidebook. They started setting up their tents. So like, yeah. oh. No, near there's some nappies over there. Yeah, near, near the nappies. And um, they offered us some sausages. All right. My mates would all ignore them. That's like code for uh, swingers. What? Oh! What? So there were some people cooking some sausages. <laughs> yeah. Saying, "Would you like a sausages? We've made too much." And you it's said, "No, that's thing. code don't for swingers." Don't talk to strangers. It's like we want to get away from it all. Yeah. We don't want someone. You know, it starts off with sausages, doesn't it? And then so, uh, you so, know but, it, but what do these people look like? Uh, they were about forty-five. Who are they? That a man and a woman. A man and a woman. So, what was in it for the bloke? <laughs> Uh, some people like that, don't they? No, I mean, you, you say, right, I want the bold one, love. <laughs> if it's like wife swapping, should, <laughs> should one of you be a wife? No, but I don't I don't know all the rules and that, but, uh He's just got a real thing for fucking oranges. And we didn't want any sausages anyway, so we just sort of I said, don't believe sausages is a code, a code for swingers. Because <laughs> uh, eventually, how many times do they give someone sausages and they go, well, get your pants off, and they go, well, maybe we just have some sausages. They go, oh, this isn't working, this code. But why we need would a better be, code. Why would we be being offered sausages? Because they're nice people and they're making sausages. Yeah. Makes you wonder. We don't, let's not trust these people, let's move our tent nearer to the corpse. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that was the camping. I think I'd quite like to meet some proper Aborigines. It amazes me the way that these people still live like cavemen did years ago. They waste nothing. They have a use for everything. I saw some pictures in the paper about some tribe somewhere who chucked their spears at a helicopter that tried to land close to them. If the tribe got annoyed with you, they would let you know that they were annoyed by shaking their knob at you. That's what they do. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God! See, that's like a proper guide thing. Just in case you ever meet one, they start doing that. Carl just ends that chapter by saying, I don't know what the women do if they get annoyed. <laughs>
<laughs> oh god oh god within this new car book of course there are extracts from his famous diary uh, this is... You've actually been to Madeira, have you? Yeah. Okay, so this is a bit more of a factual, factually accurate, informative chapter mm. on Madeira. September 30th. Going away with Suzanne's mum and dad. We're meeting them at Madeira Airport as they're flying in from Manchester. The plane was full and I had a headache. There was a baby sat behind us that was crying its eyes out for the whole flight. Oh. The mother of it said it was upset because its ears were hurting. So were mine. <laughs> We had to get two cabs to the villa because they couldn't fit five of us into one. It cost 85 euros each. That's just whinging. That's not anything. That's day though, isn't it? It's a day away. But I mean, that's not a good because they don't know how far that yeah. was. They don't know whether that's rip off or how, you know. It's just letting you know that. What? You don't know what the distance was. If it was, if it was a mile, a it's a rip off. If it was 25 miles, it's a bargain. And you know you can't get five of you in one cab. It's all little, little things that might help you on a journey. Yeah. Suzanne's dad said he liked the free biscuits that were in the cupboard. We went to try and find- Sorry, this isn't useful as a guidebook at all. That is absolutely a I know. They go, oh, as a guidebook, let's have a look. Oh, Suzanne's dad liked the free biscuits in the cupboard. How much people complaining, and they're going to be like, there's no free biscuits in this cupboard. We went to try and find a supermarket. Suzanne's man was having a go at her dad because he didn't have a shirt on. She said he looks a mess and is embarrassed to be seen with him. It's their ruby anniversary tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we went away. Oh, yeah. I bought a fan to put in our room to drown out the sound of the mopeds. I've heard Wayne Rooney does the same thing with a vacuum cleaner. What? He, uh, to drown out the sound of vacuum cleaners, or he puts a vacuum cleaner in no, his if, room if to drown out the sound of mopeds? No, if you've just got a noise um, that's constant, it makes you nod off. And it drowns out every other background noise. So all you've got is, like, if it's a vac, it's just... And if that's constant for, like, all night, mm. you just... Not people off. next door going, they've got their vacuum cleaner on again. Put on the JCB. <laughs> people next door going, they've got the <laughs> JCB on. Get the... But poke, poke the chickens. <laughs> That's how nuclear wars start. <laughs> yeah. It works. Doesn't work. We Earplugs. Watch... Earplugs. Drown out everything. I tried them. I didn't like it, did I? Why not? Because I could hear my heartbeat. <laughs> Oh, you're such a strange little creature. Oh. We watched Jerry Maguire in Spanish. Suzanne wanted to go to bed, but I just said I wanted to hear the show me the money line in Spanish to see if it's as catchy. It wasn't. October 3rd. Sorry, sorry, it's Portuguese or Spanish? What I don't know what, where they, what they're speaking in this country. Madeira. So Madeira. it's Spanish and Portuguese, is it? It's Portuguese, isn't it? Uh, I think there's a mix. I think you get people going it's Portuguese, on holiday. I think. Yeah, but you get Spanish people going there. Oh, so. Okay. so they sometimes show television programmes for ho for possible Spanish holiday makers. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Or have you just got this factually inaccurate because it's a load of old toss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Amazing. Oh. October 3rd. Didn't do much this morning. Just think about this. <laughs> Just think about this. Why would you put it in? As a as holiday. A <laughs> Just think about this next line. Judith Chalmers. What happened? Not a lot. Mm. Think about this, Rick, as a description of a holiday. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, you, okay. As Carl said, he loves to go travelling. It broadens the mind and yeah. everything. This is what he did. This is He's there with his family. He's in Madeira. <laughs> Didn't do much this morning. Just sat by the pool, saving insects that flew into it. 
die like fucking Noah. That's why you see nothing go. How were you like, saving them? Did you wait for them to hit the water, then fish them out, or you grab oh, them in the air? Just see the legs going. <laughs> oh god! Stuck my finger on the top. They grabbed on, <laughs> lifted it off. And what? When it like a, some sort of insect lifeguard, you'd see something land, and they go right. That's me. Dun, 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 and you'd go in there. But it's hard to turn a sort of a blind eye to stuff like that because you know that's something, you know, you're witnessing death. And if you can save something, you do, don't you? You do your bit. And at night, I'd sort of think, have they learnt the lesson or will they be back and will they be dead in here tomorrow? But if they can get an extra day, I've done my bit. I can't do more than that. I'm on holiday, do your bit. I'm lucky <laughs> enough to see the world, do your bit. <laughs> I love it. I did my bit. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that he was running around saving flies and things it's just something there's something so sort of meanwhile an old lady drowned <laughs> yeah well, he was saving a beetle <laughs> there's something so kind of I don't know desperately existential about your diary that's what's <laughs> yeah, so extraordinary about yeah. it as he says I just sat by the pool saving insects that flew into it it was full of death <laughs> it's just oh, so God. it's so depressing isn't oh. it right. we walked round the shops Suzanne's dad bought two packets of the biscuits he'd like to take back home with him Suzanne's man bought a tin of corned beef. It was a bit of a boring day today. Jesus. There was a dead bird out the back. Oh, oh. no. Where were you, Carl? Suzanne's dad said it looked like it had flown into a wall and killed itself. No, I think it caught a few insects, but it, they were covered in chlorine, so it poisoned it. Loads of ants were eating it. Oh, God. I dug a hole under a tree and buried it. The ants were still all hanging around the scene of the death, ages after the burial. Suzanne's dad said I should have left the bird for the ants to eat because I was messing up the food chain. I felt bad, so I gave the ants some breadcrumbs. This is weird. <laughs> this is just so This is dark. really weird. It's good bread out there, though, isn't it? I should have put that. We have to eat all the food we've got because we're going home tomorrow. Suzanne's ma'am cut her finger opening the corned beef tin and fainted. Sorry, this is really weird. Why do you have to eat all the food? Isn't this like what was it? What's that film, the uh, Amateurville Horror, where there's like a haunted house and there's dead insects and ghostly children walking through the corridors, <gasps> old people fainting, oh, insects. I'm just saving the insects, mother. But you always eat all the food that's that's in the fridge before you go home, don't you? It's all there to be eaten. She bought some pikelets, which I've not, never had them. They like squash crumpets. <laughs> right, okay, start again. Start the whole thing again. She bought some what? Some pikelets. Pikelets? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't like them because they're not as fat as crumpets. <laughs> oh, God! I just like a different didn't language! Eat them, and it was a big upheaval because, like, I was going home and, and her dad kept trying to sneak them into our bags. Because <coughs> it's like, they were for you, you take Smuggling. them. We don't want your stuff in, in our house. Because it gets a bit funny about stuff being left over. There's bins that you can't put certain stuff in. There's a bin in the lounge and I put a tangerine peel in it. He goes, that, that sort of stuff does not go in that bin. <laughs> so it's rubbish, yeah, but it's not the right sort of rubbish. Oh, what, but, Someone will camp next to it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get a, a better class of camper. <laughs> oh, That's the book. Uh, it's called Happy Slap by a Jellyfish. Yeah, that's from one of the chapters, isn't it? By Carl Pilkington. Get that soon. Particularly if you're thinking of visiting uh, Madeira or Australia. Yeah. Well, that's about it. Um, thanks for listening um, to this. If you enjoyed this and you haven't heard the the others, there's a we've got the whole um, all three series on iTunes. You can go and download those. Uh, the Ricky Gervais Show is that what it's called? It's called the Ricky Gervais Show. Yeah. Um, Carl's also made a program for me, Steve, um, on my um, Fame DVD. 
out in November. Um, it's called Fame. So I thought of a little title, Fame, I'm Gonna Live Forever. Remember that guy we met who's gonna live forever? Oh, yeah. Called Howard? Yeah. That was a meeting of mine's, and it's, um, it's, it's Carl meeting Howard, and it's, uh, it's, on with him. it's really good, isn't it? It's really good, and, um, they do, he, he really gets on with him, and, um, we're probably gonna do a new series of the podcast maybe next year, what do you think, Carl? If you're not too busy making this film with Clive Warren? Uh, we'll see how it goes, don't, Go, don't plan anything. Yeah, just ch- check out, um, rickygervais.com. I am Ricky Gervais, with me, Stephen Merchant. Goodbye. And, Carl. Right.